Introduction of Famous Sea Fights by John R. Hale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Barry Eads. Famous Sea Fights by John R. Hale. Introduction. Three hundred years ago, Francis Bacon wrote, amongst other wise words, quote, To be master of the sea is an abridgment of monarchy. The Battle of Actium decided the empire of the world. The Battle of Lepanto arrested the greatness of the Turk. There be many examples where sea-fights have been final to the war. But this much is certain, that he that commands the sea is at great liberty, and may take as much and as little of the war as he will. Whereas those that be strongest by land are many times nevertheless in great straits. Surely at this day, with us of Europe, the vantage of strength at sea which is one of the principal dowries of this kingdom of Great Britain, is great, both because most of the kingdoms of Europe are not merely inland, but girt with the sea most part of their compass, and because the wealth of both Indies seems in great part but an accessory to the command of the seas. End quote. The three centuries that have gone by since this was written have afforded ample confirmation of the view here set forth as to the importance of battles by sea and the supreme value of the command of the sea. Not only we of Europe, but our kindred in America, and our allies in far eastern Asia, have now their proudly cherished memories of decisive naval victory. I propose to tell, in non-technical and popular language, the story of some of the most remarkable episodes in the history of sea power. I shall begin with the first sea fight, of which we have a detailed history, the Battle of Salamis, B.C. 480. The victory by which Themistocles the Athenian proved the soundness of his maxim that he who commands the sea commands all. I shall end with the last and greatest of naval engagements, the Battle of Tsushima, an event that reversed the long experience of victory won by west over east, which began with Salamis more than two thousand years ago. I shall have to tell of British triumphs on the sea from Sluez to Trafalgar, but I shall take instances from the history of other countries also, for it is well that we should remember that the skill, enterprise, and courage of admirals and seamen is no exclusive possession of our own people. I shall incidentally describe the gradual evolution of the warship from the wooden oar-driven galleys that fought in the Straits of Salamis to the steel-built, steam-propelled giants that met in battle in the Straits of Tsushima. I shall have something to say of old seafaring ways and much to tell of the brave deeds done by men of many nations. These true stories of the sea will, I trust, have not only the interest that belongs to all records of courage, danger, and adventure, but also some practical lessons of their own, for they may help to keep alive that intelligent popular interest in sea power, which is the best guarantee that the interests of our own navy, the best safeguard of the empire, will not be neglected, no matter what government is in power, or what political views, may happen for the moment to be in the ascendant. John R. Hale End of Introduction